we are focused on food safety. We're focused on education of a good food safety culture. That is our mission because our mission is really to drive integrity to the supply chain, the highest levels of integrity possible for the enjoyment of safe food everywhere. Welcome food enthusiasts for another episode of the Future Foodcast, where we interview thought leaders in the food space, all about innovation and trends that are going on. I am very excited about our guest today. We have Steve Robert with us, and he is the Global Vice President for Sales, Marketing, and Innovation with AIB International. So welcome to the podcast, Steve. Thanks, Pam. It's a pleasure to be here. We are delighted to be able to pick your brain a little bit. You have such a great perspective being involved uh, as a global vice president. Uh, but how did you end up here? Tell us a little bit about your history before you came to AIB and what you're doing. Yeah, there now. so th thanks. Yes. So I've been in the uh, food and beverage space now for 16, going on 17 years. Uh, wow, time, time flies. Um, and uh, I've held positions with uh, food equipment manufacturers. I've also uh, held positions in food safety and brand standards uh, with, uh, with another company. And uh, I, joined, I joined AIB International in 2019 uh, because of the mission that it was set out to really drive integrity in the supply chain globally. And there was autonomy to really drive the business and take it to the next level. And from my perspective, that was very, very attractive. And the mission and vision of the company was second to none, in my opinion. So for me, it was just a natural uh, fit. And, um, and I haven't lost any of my enthusiasm with the work that we do globally, because it's a really important work. Well, and even more important, you joined in 2019. So that was the year before the pandemic hit. There's your work with AIB is really very important. The food space has changed so much. How did mm. you react or how, what did you do when the pandemic started to hit? What, where were your thoughts? Unbelievable. Uh, for first and foremost, I think everybody was, was in shock and, uh, we, we received calls from many of our customers asking, gosh, and, and actually non-customers as well, reaching out to, to AIB International to say, we don't know what to do. We, we don't have a plan for this. We, we, we need help. What are your customers doing? Do you have any best demonstrated practices to, to help us? And lo and behold, that's what really took, took hold internally within within AIB International to, to respond to this outpouring of, of requests from the, from the industry, the supply chain, to say, we need to get together and come up with a standard to help companies right now. And that required a lot of heavy lifting, a lot of dialogue, a lot of collaboration with many different organizations. And uh, we, we developed the pandemic prepared certification and that was really to help companies uh, have a playbook to be more prepared and vigilant against supply chain interruptions, staff shortages, all these things that pre-pandemic we didn't really think of as a crisis. Crisis management in the uh, food industry was really more about recalls or 
natural disaster like an earthquake. It wasn't anything like what we've experienced here over the last two years with COVID-19. And AIB really does serve the industry. I mean, it seems to me that in everything you do, you're looking to, to up-level the, the businesses that are providing services and products within the industry. And to that end, this pandemic certification, I mean, it's pretty pretty hard to get. It's not like any business can just do a few things and, and get that because you're, you're trying to tell everybody else, hey, this company has their act together. If something happens, they have a plan, right? Yes, yeah. This certification is really all encompassing because as I mentioned earlier, pre-pandemic facilities would think of crisis management as, as I mentioned, you know, recalls and, and, and natural sort of disasters. This certification really focuses in five key areas, really pandemic crisis management, health crisis mitigation and management. We do a prerequisite program review we look at supply chain management. That's, that's a key area where many companies abandon their protocols uh, when it came to, to doing due diligence on, on new suppliers. And intermittent operations planning management. These are the five areas that we really do a deep dive on and certify accordingly. And the purpose of this is is yeah, it, it, it's not easy, but it's to make you better. And uh, we, we have a duty to be better because when it comes to staff shortages and the need to produce at a very high level of output, inherently you're gonna have risks. If you have less eyes in your facility and you're producing at 120, 130% capacity, you're, you have need to make sure that your, your folks are really actively engaged and paying attention to all the areas that represent a risk of safety or quality in the products that you serve to consumers globally. So that, that certification just says a lot to anyone who wants to do business with you that, that you have it together. And let's go back to that supplier verification because you're right when when things happen and people are a bit panicked, some of the protocols that you would normally have in place kind of go out the window. And I guess that that supplier, you know, that scarcity mindset, uh, give us a window into what happened with that a little bit. If you stop and think about what happened, um, we 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 were told, gosh, sanitize, sanitize, sanitize. PPE. Uh, this is airborne. You need to have masks. You need to have uh, chemicals so that people can can make sure that you know everything is 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 just in tip-top shape and, and sanitized and uh, we want to make sure that from a breathing perspective that we're not breathing on other folks and we're not taking in air from other folks and there's all these things coming at us and and of course everyone's reacting at the same time and uh, inevitably not everyone can get everything when they want it so instead of that proper due diligence taking place and, um, and, and really making sure that where you're getting your supplies from have been verified and are up to code, up to standard, if you will, 
we, we heard on a number of occasions, people ordering masks, countries ordering masks in for different facilities, hospitals even, that the masks actually didn't meet the necessary requirements. And, and that's what we're talking about. We, we've learned a lot since this pandemic hit and abandoning supply chain protocols is, is not good. Um, you really need to examine the suppliers and their specifications in accordance with your needs. And if you abandon that due to, due to panic, fear of not having anything, inevitably, inevitably there's going to be problems. Um, there's, there's definitely gonna be problems and you're gonna be paying a heck of a lot more Planning is everything. Yeah, I think that's the the wise word out there is to have a plan and, and not just assume that everything's going to go along as it had before, because, you know, you, you might have your number one supplier of this particular uh, raw material that you're using in your manufacturing process. But then what happens if something happens to them? Do you have a plan B and another quality supplier? Right. Is that a lot of what you're talking about? Well, well said, Pam. That's exactly it. The, the, the pandemic prepared certification is really all about having a contingency plan for something going wrong. And in those five areas, inevitably, lots can go wrong. So it's all about the contingency planning. Can you defend the plan? Is the plan really, really well thought through? And do you have buy-in collectively from the different departments within the facility? During this pandemic, never before has communication been so critical and transparency amongst different departments. That, that was really the, the critical piece of being able to hopefully quickly get things aligned where you're in a better space versus continuing to provide um, unclear instructions to staff causing more confusion, which we saw a lot of. And I think that communication piece is everything and, and education to the staff. And when you can bring in people and share what you're trying to accomplish, you're, you're starting to develop what I would call a really good um, uh, culture of shared values and beliefs about what makes the company better. And, and that culture piece is really important. And the, the leadership is driving that. So that's a lot of, you know, getting their ear and, and getting them to push that into their organizations. And let's back up just a little bit. So the pandemic, sure. thank you for stepping up to the plate, first of all, because AIB provided just a, a structure for people to strive for, even if they didn't actually get the certification or achieve that, at least they were thinking about those five areas and trying to do better in each of those. I'm, I'm sure you had some companies that said they wanted to do that and then they, they didn't quite get there, but as an end result, maybe they're better for being on that journey and trying. To, they're, they're just more aware of what's happening. Uh, but AIB as a company, normally in non-pandemic <laughs> environment within, you know, you're all about food safety, I think. I, maybe I'm giving you too narrow of a window, but help, yep. help our audience understand really what AIB does in a normal course of business. Because we kind of jumped yeah. right into the pandemic because that's top of mind, but... <laughs> 
Yeah, no, no, it's, it's a great question. Yes, we, we are focused on food safety. We're focused on education of a good food safety culture. That is our mission because our mission is really to drive integrity to the supply chain, the highest levels of integrity possible for the enjoyment of safe food everywhere. And I think that that should be just a common expectation amongst all of us. And let's level set for a second about why that's important. Let, let's think about this. And, and this really comes from, um, uh, from the World Health Organization. I want to level set everybody because this kind of keeps me up as, as somebody in this industry, but also as a parent and just as, as you know, a human being. Let, let's, let's think about this. Unsafe food causes about 600 million cases of foodborne diseases and 420,000 deaths. 30% of the foodborne deaths occur in children that are under five. Let's just wow. <laughs> think about that for a moment and how powerful that is. We should be all on a mission to, to help. That, that's what we should be doing. Those are staggering statistics. Thanks for bringing those out. And I think that all of us, even if we're not in the food industry, can have an expectation that our food is going to be manufactured and made safe uh, or in a, yes. a clean environment, like you're saying. Uh, and the children under five, that just makes me sad. But mm -hmm. we, we can do better. And that's your mission, right? That, that is our mission, Pam. And, and, you know, as we think about what the industry is facing, we're facing unprecedented challenges around labor shortages. We're facing significant challenges training new people that are entering our facilities or, in many cases, temporary workers around the globe. We're facing these, these challenges everywhere. It's, it's universal. We, we have solutions to help people. We want to help people. That is our mission is to help you. And um, this is something we, we take very seriously. The pandemic prepared certification did, did come from a place of, of wanting to help all of these companies reaching out to us truly for support. And um, the, the passion within the organization at AIB International to, to make things better as an industry, from my perspective is, is second to none. We have a really group of committed, passionate people. And, uh, and I'm very proud to, to, to be a part of that. Well, that's really exciting. And you have hit on uh, everyone I interview, honestly, Steve, the workers, that is a big issue right now. If we could talk a little bit about that. Uh, there's a, a shortage on the front line, on the back line, you know, in manufacturing, uh, as well as in serving and, and everywhere in between. Uh, do you have some good, you know, we're talking about not only finding workers, but then training them and, and having them deliver the quality that the company is expecting. Do you have some witty inventions for companies to investigate at AIB? Right, right now, the issue is training people quickly who, who come in because they need help to, to get items processed, packaged, and out the door 
so that you know us, the consumer, can 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 benefit from from that. And training has never been more important than it is today, for all the reasons we just talked about. And so we have a host of of training solutions, whether that be private training on site in the facility, or whether that be self-paced learning via uh, online. So we have many e-learning courses available to help educate the frontline worker, the manager, the middle manager, and even at the executive level. Lack of training and teamwork, unclear or contradictory instructions and unforeseen issues are some of the most common factors that will adversely affect any food safety plan. So we have a number of things that we can do to help support any company who's going, going through some of these things. And I really encourage folks to reach out to us so that we can help. We're, we're, we're here for that very reason. And we have a host, uh, a product and services catalog that will meet the needs of, of the industry. Yeah, that's exciting to hear because I know business owners are, if they can get the people on board, they want to have them productive as quickly as possible. So effective training and enabling them to be able to perform their job duties as quickly as possible and to your point, as safely as possible, those are really important to business owners in the food space today. And, and, and I would say the engagement part is, is really important. The way we engage new employees today is very different perhaps than, than when you and I were, were learning things, Pam. I, uh, I would say it's very different now. So everything could be on your phone and um, everything's completely different. You, you can't give people manuals anymore. It, it's not going to engage and it's certainly not going to, to allow people to retain at a very high level. Now it's all about how can I engage through video interaction? And, and deliver this module quickly, but effectively. And we have certainly adopted that into, into our methodology to make sure that the training courses are in bite-sized chunks because we recognize that you know, workers, especially on the front line, can't be off the floor for extended periods of time. However, you can do 15 to 30 minute intervals to, to train up the staff in an expeditious and effective manner uh, by really taking the priority items first and moving down the line. Then overall, you have this all-encompassing, say, robust training plan. Nice. And it sounds like you've really listened to your clients and where their pain points are. They, they can't take their people out of production, off the floor for for extended periods. It's no longer you can send them away for a week to a training class where you have the manuals you were talking about. Unfortunately, I am old enough to remember what you're talking about. I was going to try to deny that, but I just can't. So <laughs> I, I'm, I'm there with you, Steve, but I love the new, you know, online, interactive, on the phone, snackable. I love the snackable word, um, bite-sized yep. chunks where chunks. they can yeah, they, they can chunk their training and get the whole idea behind that. But uh, mm -hmm. 
along with that, you know, the, the companies that are subscribing to, to your training and getting people on board, you know, th they also care about their culture. And I know once you get employees on board, I mean, we've all heard about the manufacturing plant. There's a recall. My goodness, the the ceiling was leaking forever. There were, you know, rodents in the corner and the employees just didn't say anything about that. I mean, what would you say to some companies who are trying to work through issues like that? This is a really passionate topic of mine. And um, and so um, so I, I would say it, it does come from from the top. You, you mentioned it earlier, Pam, that, you know, it, it really does come from the top and advocating a good culture living a good culture uh, really does come from the leadership down through the organization. And I think really making people genuinely believe and feel that it's okay to do things that may stall you a little bit uh, to, to, to getting a product out the door, but for the benefit of the company and the customer, the consumer. And so the sooner people can believe, really believe that they have a culture where speaking up and identifying pain points that could compromise safety and quality, you, you have a winning recipe because your biggest defense to safety and quality breaches are your frontline workers. The sooner everyone realizes that, the better off we will all be. And the better trained they are, the better off we'll, we'll all be. And some of those statistics, those awful statistics that I shared with you, actually are, are considered to be an underestimation. And so if we can impact that in a positive light by doing just some of these basic things, we will be in a better place globally for, for the uh, food and beverage supply chain. And that, that's a real passion of mine. Well, I think you hit on it too, Steve, the, the frontline workers, the people with their feet on the ground right there with the machines or with the customers, where the safety situation is, are often, they don't feel empowered. They feel like it, it will be, maybe they're gonna lose their job if they say, hey, we need to stop this manufacturing line because here's an issue right here that could be causing a problem you know they feel like they might get in trouble for that but what you're saying is that whole culture needs to come down yes we want you to make us aware of situations that are existing that could cause us exposure because that exposure in the end could i mean it's been the undoing for some companies for sure and i, I think that's that that's exactly right and and if people feel like they, th their behavior is, is incented on doing the right thing versus being negatively perceived for, you know, compromising output. Gosh, you, you, have, you have a winning recipe for success. In fact, I would say if you can prove you have a food safety culture that's separated from the pack of average, I would say that you'll do more business as a result of that. I would say if you're supplying big retailers and those types of things, you're subject to being inspected by those, by those retailers you serve. I guarantee you that they will buy in far more 
to, to a culture that's all encompassing around safety quality first versus those that, that just say it. And, and I, I really mean that. You can feel the difference. And I, I'd like to just go back to one thing that, that you talked about, Pam. You, you mentioned that we listen to our customers. And, and I'd like to share with you, we actually have an advisory team in place. And that advisory team is, is made up of global food and beverage suppliers. Uh, six different companies are represented on our advisory team. Some are customers, some are non-customers that are just dedicated to trying to, to ensure that AIB is continuing to meet the ever-growing needs of the industry. So we're always striving to innovate and in how to deliver against this mission of making things better for the integrity of the supply chain. So that's really important to get out to people as well, that the more we can uh, talk to people, listen to people about their challenges, the more maybe we can collectively come together and try and find solutions to meet people's needs and think about how we can avoid future risk down the road. And I, I think um, that's great things for our audience to consider too, as they look at their own companies and, and how they might be doing things. But I wanted to ask you about, you, you do have that global perspective. I'm excited to hear about your council of sorts where you get the input, customers, non-customers, just people that care about the integrity of our whole food uh, chain. And, and you mentioned supply chain a few times. I mean, what is the biggest challenge out there right now? You know, there's a lot of innovation going on in the supply chain. Yeah, ch challenges uh, challenges are, are plenty. So we talked about the fact that, gosh, there's, there's not, there, there's a lack of workers availability. That, that's one. Uh, two is, is, is getting supplies in. So sometimes that could be ingredients. And then, you know, what happens if you can't get ingredients in and there's, there's food fraud issues of people labeling something as something, but it's not actually the ingredient that is being specified. We've, we've had several documented cases of, of those things occurring throughout the globe. And, uh, and those results have, have not been good for, for the industry or for consumers. And that those, those things pose real risks. And that all ties back to due diligence, supplier verification, protocols, maintaining those things. And uh, that requires people. It requires awareness and training of our frontline folks. It requires a lot of things, but the more we talk about it, the more we work together, the better we become. Yeah, and I think that communication piece is really important too. You talked about communication within the company uh, about the priority and in, of integrity and food safety and transparency in the process that is happening in that company. But also, I think the external communication, if a company is making the sacrifice, and I'll call it a sacrifice, to really pay attention to their food safety, to empower their frontline workers to bring up those issues. How, how can they communicate that with the, the other companies that they do business with and consumers as a whole? You know, that I think will be a big challenge, that outward communication to, to let people know about those internal standards that have been set. Yeah, I, I think uh, any platform that allows companies to talk about what they're doing for the betterment 
of the industry, such as this platform. And I'm very grateful to be to be a part of it today so that I can share these stories because I hope even if it's one or two people that that take something from this, I'm extremely grateful because we, we want to help. So I think any platform that any company can use to share a best demonstrated practice on what they're doing um, is, is very powerful. Food safety is not a, uh, a competitive sort of segment where we should, we should you know, just keep that to ourselves. This is for the collective good of, of society. Let's, let's do the right thing and, and help each other. And I think the, the more we can do there, um, the, the better off we all are. From your global perspective as well, what do you see coming in in food safety and and the things that AIB has uh, has hands in across the globe? Uh, what's on the horizon in the industry, Steve? Yeah, so globally, I think uh, as I I mentioned earlier, supplier verification is uh, is very very important. The defense against food fraud is uh is an ever-growing uh, need across the globe and the need to uh, upskill workers quickly is is paramount and again i i'll come back to 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 that that piece about uh, just incenting the right behavior we're, we're seeing we're seeing some really good momentum we just like to see it come faster and, uh, and, and I think it, it can be achieved. I think we're making good progress, but we need, we need to just make sure that, you know, as, as, a, as a culture that we have shared values, uh, beliefs, and, and a mindset to really, really take safety to the next level. I think the more we can do that together, we'll, uh, we'll, we'll drive some really, really good results. Yeah, that sounds fantastic. And as a matter of fact, I just had an idea. I would love to identify some of the companies that maybe have your pandemic certification or that you know are doing a great job in the food safety space and have them on our podcast to share with other businesses how they're doing that and you know how that's working for them. So that's that's a future thought for the future foodcast. That's a great idea. <laughs> I'll flip the uh, interviewing around to the other way. Well, before we leave uh, our interview today, what else would you like for our audience to know? Anything that's on your mind, anything that AIB has going on, uh, yeah. where your passion is, and I'm opening it up. Sure, sure. Thank you. No, I, I, I think we've, we've talked about some really important things today, and, and really, I kind of go back to, to what we stand for, and that's really driving integrity through the, the supply chain, really applying the highest standards to take it to the next level uh, for the benefit of, of our customers and, and the consumers that, that they serve, uh, including you and I. And so from my perspective, just you know, lean on people who do this on a daily basis and who can bring global perspective especially with, with companies who serve outside of domestic areas. They're, they're truly global. We can provide that expertise because we have boots on the ground in 126 different countries. And we have tremendous insight we can share that will hopefully allow you to expedite some things you're trying to accomplish while doing it safely. 
And I think that's really the important piece here is we can help and we want to be a part of trying to uh, to drive results in a positive way. Well, I think you're making great strides there. You're a well-known company and for your integrity and your specificity in the food safety area. And we really appreciate your time today, Steve, to be with us on the Future Foodcast. Thank you so much. Th thank you for having me, Pam. It was a real pleasure. Thanks for listening to Future Foodcast. Future Foodcast is powered by Farm to Plate, the leading food blockchain platform. Subscribe on YouTube or wherever you listen to podcasts to stay up to date with the very latest innovations in the food industry.